0: Welcome to the Bruins Benders Podcast, Season 3, Episode 3. The Kids Are All Right with Maddie and Smitty brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. Download the Inside the Rink app for extensive Bruins coverage. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit the Like button. And then hit subscribe to get all of our content. Smitty will tell you how to hit the ESPN Plus button.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you (laughs) can sign up for ESPN Plus by going to the Inside the Rink website. Go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN and sign up today. I have ESPN Plus, and I love all the Major League Baseball, soccer, college sports, UFC. And now college hockey and NHL hockey right there on ESPN+. Plus. So sign up for ESPN+, Plus at insidetherink.com slash ESPN today so you do not miss any Bruins action. Again, ESPN+, Plus, sign up at insidetherink.com slash ESPN. And how about this Frozen Frenzy coming up, the NHL's version of the Red Zone? Tell you what. Every goal, every power play, every hit. I love it. I I yeah, I I mean it's a great idea. ESPN finally yeah. did something right yeah. as it comes to yeah. uh, as it relates to to hockey. Uh it's a great idea. I think they should do it all the time. I think there should be a, sure. a kind of a a red zone type channel for you know so you can see all the plays and hits and I mean I guess all the games aren't going on at the same time all the time and some nights there's only a few games. Uh but right. yeah, I think it's a great idea. Uh especially that day I believe all 32 NHL teams are playing that day, so mm-hmm. uh, staggered starts, and it'll be a great day for, for hockey, and uh, looking forward to tuning in there on the ESPN Yeah, hosted
0: Plus. by John Butchergrass, yes. October 24th, all 32 teams will be in action, and ESPN will launch a hockey version of the red zone called Frozen Frenzy. Love it. Um, yeah, it should be, should be really cool. I'm really interested to see what that, what that looks like on there. Uh, but that is a great idea, and that's something that you're right. ESPN hasn't done hockey all that well, <laughs> or really cared all that much about it, uh, as it seems. But now uh, it looks like this could be a real, a real hit. Hopefully for them. Uh, all right, week in review time. In the Bruins had three exhibition games on September the 29th versus the Flyers at home. They lose four to three in a shootout. Pasternak with two goals. The power play looked pretty good with their entries and puck movement. That's a positive. But the D-zone coverage, a little shaky as it has been for much of the preseason.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, I don't i don't know if I would go out of my way as to say that I'm concerned because it is the preseason and you're seeing some guys back there who may not normally uh, be NHL players. Um, but as the preseason is going along here and you're getting more regulars in the lineup, you're still kind of seeing some of those uh, problems. Uh, so it is starting to creep in to my mind, at least as a little bit of a concern, the D zone hasn't been great. The goaltending hasn't been great. Although, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, the, the Bru- the Bruins are spending a lot of time in their own end a lot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's not, not a recipe for success when you lose your top two centers and you're probably going to be looking for goals uh, to be spending a lot of time in your own end.
0: Yeah, I mean I think some of it has is due to the fact that there's just a lot of guys in and out of the lineup mm-hmm. changing uh from game to game in the preseason. They're playing a lot of people. Uh I don't know what the numbers are for other teams, but the Bruins seem to be playing a ton of guys. Yeah. And that could be part of it. Uh and it probably is part of it. But like you said, the two top centers are gone. Birds run obviously a you know, a world-class defensive center, centerman, and, and Krejci was a pretty underrated centerman uh, as far as defensively, too. So uh, at least he knew what he was doing out there. Mm-hmm. So that could be part of it, too. And then you have young people in there and, and new guys. I mean, they might have six, you know, a half dozen players, brand new players in the lineup opening night. Uh, from last year so um so that could be all part of it too but I, I'm, I'm like you like, other than brandon Bussie, who was great in the first game i think the goaltending has been kind of eh i mean Almark was pretty good in that you know from the second period on that last game but for the most part just kind of eh. like i don't know it's just just not not super not super great um, but like you said, the, the end zone time was, it's been a ton, uh, particularly that, that, uh, and we'll talk about in a couple of minutes here, that, that overtime. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my
1: God. I, <laughs> I mean, that yeah, was, that uh, was yeah. I mean, all was really good in overtime. He, he, I mean, he didn't get any help at all, uh, no, from the, <laughs> from the skaters. Right. in that in that situation. No.
0: All right. October the second at the flyers, they lose three to one, uh, just not a great effort at all, I thought uh, just one of those sleepy preseason games. Morgan Geeky scores a goal in the power play great play by Coyle yep. backhand pass to him in front. only 14 shots on goal, something we'll talk about a little bit later, but the D and the goalang again, kind of shaky in this one and it was a it was a horrific second period oh. where they gave up three goals and just played terrible hockey yeah uh, that was uh, their downfall in this one
1: yeah I mean not a lot of positives really to take out of that game other than you know geeky getting on the board them scoring on the power play again i guess is a positive uh you know coil with the with the nice pass so uh if those two if those two guys can develop a little bit of chemistry uh that would go a long way to kind of uh solidifying um some of the you know I'll say top nine because I really, and we'll get to this maybe a little bit later too. A lot of teasing going on in the early part of this show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I would I would rather see Coyle as a as a top nine guy rather than a top six guy because uh, yep. there's there's a rookie in there that's uh, that's pushing his way into the conversation, and I would like to see him get top six minutes with some of that uh, some of that top talent, and I think Coyle's really. Uh, the best suited for, for a third line role. So if him and geeking can develop a little bit of chemistry, I think it'll go a long way towards uh helping the Bruins out this season.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. And then uh, the next night, October the third at home, uh, the last home preseason game, uh, the Bruins lose to the Capitals five to four in overtime. Mason Lowry scores early jumping into the play. Uh, and then it was Patra uh, who scores late to tie it. Johnny Beecher, was good on the face off drives to the net to eight in the Milan Lucic goal. Lucic had a goal and an assist. Pasternak with an awful defensive effort on Matthew Phillips late in the game in overtime, and he wins it for the Caps. Bruins outshot 41-20 to in this one at home. Uh, not something we've seen like all year long last year. They were notorious for outshooting opponents all year long, and maybe in the last couple of years, really, I don't, I can't remember a Bruins team who was outshot as much as this Bruins team has been in the preseason.
1: Yeah, it's scary. It's a little bit scary, yeah. and it's and you know we said the D the D zone and and that kind of stuff is uh you know a little bit troublesome. Well, now here we're getting towards the end of the preseason, they're getting outshot by twenty one on the road mm-hmm. with a lot of regulars in the lineup. It wasn't like they yeah. were you know the you know. Anthony Richards and, and Jason Magnus right. out there, you know, playing 20 minutes. It was There was a lot of regulars in that lineup, and they they got, uh, you know, thoroughly dominated, especially in overtime by the Caps of Bruins. I don't even think had the puck more than, you know, 15, 20 seconds in the whole overtime, right. uh, and mm-hmm. got outshot like 10 to 1 or something like that. And, uh, you know, Pasta just with a tremendous defensive effort on the on the goal by phillips just lets him cut right into the slot and rip one uh like he was standing still maybe he was tired maybe it was preseason. maybe it was a combination of both um but if that's the effort you're going to see from him uh in the regular Mm -hmm. season uh the bruins could be in big big trouble
0: yeah for sure i mean i thought he, he let him cut back in like you said didn't keep him to the outside and uh and phillips had a lot of jump he's a he's a he's a little guy who can skate around and he's quick and Mm -hmm. and Pasternak wasn't ready for that at all. Uh, But there were some good, good spots in it in that, in that, you know, Paster had a fantastic goal going to the net, um, continues to, continues to play really well. Rives played a lot of minutes in the preseason and they'll play again in the last preseason game against the Rangers uh, as well. So hopefully, Uh, you know, those two can continue to show well and and make that opening night roster.
1: I mean, Patra Uh, right now is leading the leading the team and scoring through, through the preseason mm. with two goals and two yeah. assists. I mean, that's, so, that's hard to bypass. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you really can't overlook what he's brought to the table and especially, you know, coming off a of back to back, you go on the road and play a tough Washington team with a of Wilson was in the lineup, a bunch of big physical guys. He didn't shy mm-hmm. away from going into the corners. He won plenty of puck battles. He was poised with a puck. I mean, he's really, really making a case for him to be, uh, you know, to make the team out of, out of, uh, camp here.
0: Yeah. You know, who, who would you rather, who would you rather see make mistakes, Matt Patra or Patrick Brown? Like for God's sakes, like at least, I mean, for God's, I mean, he's going to make some mistakes. It's going to be, he's going to be raw. He's 19 so forth, but wouldn't you rather just have him play with his upside and get all the minutes in the world than to have plug in some, you know, Tony Bag of Donuts, yeah, you know, plugging away and and banging bodies and not having any chance of scoring a goal. <laughs> like, come on! I mean, for God's sake. Same with lorai, I mean, would you rather Lowry or Derek Forbort, you know, chase chasing guys around and. You know, just not, not giving you much of anything with no upside to it at all. Like, I just, at this point, can you just show the two guys that you picked? Like, you need to show that you've, you've done something with these drafts. Here's an opportunity just to play them. And if they fl- fail here and there, then they fail here and there. But the other guys are going to fail, and it's not going to be as much upside to them.
1: No, I mean, I, I just, I don't, I mean, now is the time. Like if, if you're going to bring guys up, and plug them into the lineup and just let them play. Now's the time. Bergeron just retired. Yes. Krejci just retired. Like this could be a transition year. It probably should be a transition year. So give some of the young guys a chance. Don't bring in, you know, don't recycle guys in the bottom six that can't do anything for you or, or in the defensive core that can't do anything for you and aren't part of your long-term plans. Put in the right. guys who are part of your long-term plans. Let them gain some experience so that next year when you have some cap space and and you can make some moves. And, and maybe you turn it right back around uh, being a contender. And you have those guys with a year under their belt of NHL mm-hmm. gameplay. You know, they, they learn the league. They learn different buildings, different players. Uh, you know, just gaining valuable experience. Being around, you know, guys like McAvoy and Marshand, And, you know, leaders in the, on the team. And seeing what it's like to be a professional. And eat the right way. And all that kind of shit. Like, all of it. They need to be part of that. What's Poitra going to gain going back to the OHL and absolutely dominating? He dominated last year. Right, last year, right. He was... He yeah. was 5th in the league in points last year. What's he going to do now? He's going to be first in the league in points. We're yeah, all going to throw him a fucking parade. Gonna he's not, not going to learn form. anything. Yeah. He's it, not going to learn anything everybody. down there. He already yeah. he already dominated that level. He doesn't need to go back there and dominate that level again. He needs to be challenged. He needs to be on this NHL team. He needs to make the team. And at the very least, at the very very least, you give him the 9 games. And and mm-hmm. if he flames out and he's a, he's a minus Fucking twelve and nine games right. with one assist, and he's just you know not doing anything. Then you send him back. But mm-hmm. if if he's holding his own through nine games, you keep him here. You they keep don't. him here, and you let him learn.
0: I think it's a very valid. I think it's a great point about the giving them the experience so that next year, when you have all the cap space and you can add a couple of people, that you can. You're right. You can immediately get right back to contention next season. If Lowry and Patra and Beecher get a full year under their belt and play a lot of NHL hockey and get all that experience, maybe a little bit of confidence. And then next year you go guns blazing with a couple of additions and, you know, yeah, then we, you're right we, back they they there. Like if the you rock, could... it kept
1: swimming or yeah. whatever, like, yeah, I feel you're like right you're right there. You're right there. If those guys kind of get some experience and kind of, you know, do what they do and, you know, maybe you have, you, you found something in both of these guys and, and, you know, number one, also it shows those guys that like, if I go and, and play really well in training camp, there's a chance for me to make the, t- like, I, I have a spot, mm. I've earned a spot. So mm. like, if you, if you send Patra down now after being the leading scorer in camp and playing probably, he was probably been the best forward on the ice for them. I I would say over, right, over mo- the, over the course, over the course of time, the, course yes, of the entire preseason, right. I would say he's been their best forward. Uh, he's right there. Yep. So, oh, top two or three. So if you're if you're saying, you know, to him, what kind of message does that send? You're one of our top two or three forwards the entire preseason. We played you against NHL competition, uh, all this stuff. And and then we're going to send you back just because it's a numbers game. And and Patrick Brown, you know, we gave a guaranteed contract to. Like right. that, that just doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense to me. And I will fucking kill Don Sweeney. I will kill oh them if, oh, if, if, if that, if that's the case when, uh, when, uh, the, the regular season rolls around.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't tell a young guy, you know, do everything right. And then we're not going to, and, and not only that, go back to the place where you dominated and you're not going to get anything from it. Like, it, right. th- that's the other thing. Like yeah. it's not the Bruins fault and it's not Pontius fault. It's just the bad rule. But yeah. The rule's the rule, and you know the rule. right? So now you're going to send him back after this really good camp. You're going to send him back to a place where he's not going to develop. Like, he's just going to dominate the thing, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be such a letdown for him. I just, I just, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So I'm with you. Play him the nine games, and if he plays... Even, you know, just similar to what he's doing now, I keep him. Keep him if,
1: the whole. If he year plays there. similar to what he's doing now, he's going to be a rookie of the year <laughs> candidate. I, I mean, I Cowboys mean, Connor Bedard's going right. to win it, but he's going to be in the conversation yeah, if, he's right. playing, if he's playing like he's playing right. now. I mean, I think Bedard had five points in his preseason games, and he, this kid has four. So he's hanging around right, right
0: there.
1: I yeah. mean, so yeah. I'm not saying he's Connor Bedard. All right. Stop it, everyone. Right. Right, you know, yeah, don't know. write in the show and say that I'm right. saying he's kind of a I'm just right, saying yeah. that if he is playing like he plays now, he will be in the conversation. He will not win, but he will be for in everyone. the conversation for the Calder Trophy if he keeps yeah, this up. Yeah, I mean that's a
0: that, yes. I mean,
1: <laughs> I, I
0: yeah, I mean, I I'm I just I shudder to think. And so I, will I, Lowry, for that matter. Yeah, I mean, Lowry has been really good too. And hey, to me, look. Like to me, I didn't think that either one of these guys were gonna make the roster out of camp when the camp started. Like I hadn't I didn't think so at all. I thought there was a two percent chance, maybe zero percent for Patrick. Me too. Like, and then and now this it's almost like your plan, Donnie, has been like you know elevated escalated mm-hmm. you know it's it's expedited yes you know what i mean now now we're like wow these guys are really a lot closer than we thought mm-hmm. so play them yeah so keep them there because now you're 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 in a much better spot than you were than you thought you were mm-hmm. two or three weeks ago sure you really are so you know don't fuck this up like seriously <laughs> like just don't like just you know okay <laughs> Seven Chirps now. <laughs> seven Chirps is brought to you by Lops Brewing, Lobster Brewing and Tasting Room in downtown with Socket Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers, open seven days a week. Use the coupon code Sports to get ten percent off your online order. Go to LopsBrewing.com, follow them at Lops Brewing for new beers and events. Chirp one. Predictions for the final roster.
1: Who's here? Who sent down? Any snubs? Okay. So here's here's my lineup of what I think it will be, not what I want okay. it to be, what I think it will be. Marsham, okay. Patra, Debrusk, JVR, Zaka, Zaka, Pasta, mm-hmm. Geeky, mm-hmm. Coyle, Frederick, Lucic, Beecher, Lauko. That's your forwards. Okay. okay. Uh, Grizzlick McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Forbort, Shattenkirk, the bane of my existence, that third pair. And then the extras I think will be Heinen and Zavorl. I think I think Lowry is going to get snubbed. I think Mitchell is going to get snubbed. And if it was up to me, Mitchell and Lowry would be in the top six over Forbort and Shattenkirk because I think both of those kids have played better mm-hmm. than Shattenkirk mm-hmm. and Forbort have. I thought Forbort okay. was an absolute disaster last night in yeah. the Caps game. Uh, He couldn't do anything right. I know he hasn't played. He's coming off injury. He had an injury in camp. I know it was his first game. I get all of that stuff. Um, But when you have a guy like Lowry, who's equally as tall, maybe he's not as physical, uh, but he plays the same side. He can move the puck. You get offense from him. He can play 30 minutes a night. Uh, he mm-hmm. can penalty kill. He may not be the penalty killer shot blocker that four has uh, was or is. Uh, but let me, let me tell you this during that game, foreboard was on the ice for two power play goals against. So yeah. it's not like he's any kind of uh Zdeno Chara back there. So let's stop no. that right now. So no. if it's up to me, low rise in the lineup and Mitchell is probably the extra D uh, but um yeah, so those guys are, are the okay. snubs. And then the cuts are Boquest, Greer, Brown, and Steen. Uh, okay. Uh, f- for me. All
0: right. So I, 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 it, that your forward group is exactly the forward group I'd like to see. Like oh. exactly okay. the forward group I'd like to see. Uh, the defenseman, I'd like to see, uh, you know, Grizzly McAvoy, uh, Linho. Actually, I'd like to see Linho McAvoy. Lowry, Carlo, and then Grizzlick Shattenkirk, and I'd like to see uh, Mitchell as the extra, and not Saboral. Uh, and the extra, I'd like to not see Heinen as the extra. I'd rather see, you know, like a like a Steen or a Boquist there, I guess. But I don't, I don't think I'm not. I've never really been a Heinen guy. Yeah. Like I don't think he's bad. I think he's fine. But I don't think you need. I understand why they brought him in. Because again, I don't think they thought certain guys might be ready, so mm-hmm. they were cautious about it. Now that they know that they are, then you don't need Heinen, in my opinion. So I, I would I would just I would not sign him from his PTO at all. Uh, and then the cuts would be Heinen and, you know, Brown, Greer, uh, you know, and whoever there. If you want Bo Chris or Steen or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, Brown shouldn't, will... Brown shouldn't make the team. Uh, Fourboard should not make the team at all. Those are two guys I know should make the team, and if they do, this should be a fucking
1: investigation. <laughs> Fourboard's gonna <laughs> like make honestly. the team because he makes three point whatever he makes three point six three point whatever. Yeah. He's gonna make the team yeah. uh, In the inbox, because they yeah. value his whatever whatever it is that he does. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what they value now because he doesn't do what you thought he did. No, he doesn't. Uh, but they value it whatever it is that they think that he does. Uh, So he's going to be in the lineup. I guarantee you he's going to be in the lineup opening day. Uh, If he doesn't, I'll be, I'll be shocked uh, in a positive way. And, you know, maybe we'll do, uh, maybe I'll do like a shot or something. If, uh, if uh, four board isn't, isn't, uh, isn't on the team, isn't in the lineup. Like if he's their yeah, extra, do, like if he's like their extra guy,
0: full board drinking game. I think yeah. we should,
1: we should do a toast. I got some, uh, I got right. some bourbon over here. I could throw down okay. real quick. Yeah, so I got, some, I got some nice whiskey over here. All right. So, yeah. uh, yeah, next episode, if full board is not yeah. on the team, we're, we're doing yeah. a toast and throwing one back. We're toasting. We're toasting uh, yeah, to the yeah. to the black and gold. All right, right. And and, and we'll it, it'll be a double shot if Patrick Brown is yeah. also with him. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Let's get let's is. just get fucked up. And if Poitras yeah. makes yeah. poitro <laughs> makes the team and Lorai makes the team, right. uh, we'll do a shot for that too. So there we yeah. go. We'll we're f- we're funnel it. Yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna it. we're gonna we're gonna do four or five shots in seven or eight minutes. Probably probably Jesus throw up Christ. at yeah, some point.
0: We throw up everywhere. Yeah, I
1: mean I'm yeah. not as young as I used to be. That's a YouTube live, if I ever heard of one. Yeah, certainly um, is.
0: All right, chirp Sherp2 with Matru Patra. Good showing. It's a good showing from him. Any concerns about Fabian Lysell and has Patra passed him? And by past him, I mean, obviously, Patra is here and Lysel <laughs> is back in Providence. But I mean that the potential, like, is now Patra a better, higher-ranked prospect than Lysel?
1: Patra is a better higher ranked prospect than Lysel's just because he's here and Lysel's not. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it is premature to give up on Lysel because uh, he did have some injury stuff that happened last year. He's only played like a half season or so uh, of professional hockey. He's still only 20 years old. He came from, uh, I know he played a little bit in Vancouver, but he, He came from Sweden where they play on bigger uh, ice surface. So Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of adjustment things there for him that, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on. I think he still can be a dynamic playmaker. I think he can still score goals. It may just take him a little bit longer. Am I willing to call him a bust yet? No, I'm not. I think some, you know, once he has a full year in the AHL, uh, after that, You know, we'll talk and see where he's at at that point. But right now, I think it's still a little bit premature to call him. You know, a bust or anything like that.
0: Well, with, he has every opportunity with Merkulov and Harrison some of the players yep. he's playing with in Providence to have a really good year and be a high-producing player. He has every opportunity. Sure, uh, he can't go and score 14 goals again or whatever or less than that nope. this year. He's got to. He's got to produce at a high level and have the type of seasons that the and Pasternak and crazy and Bergeron all had in the AHL. He needs to have one of those. Um, Is to to really continue his growth. The thing that I look at with Patra, and I don't know, I haven't seen as much of Lysel as I have, obviously of Patra, is the compete level that Patra have has has is just is is at a high level. Like he's a highly competitive player you can tell. I mean he's blocking shots in the preseason on the PK. Yeah. Like he's doing he's he's getting into he's getting hit and then getting back into the play and winning pucks like he's he he has a high compete level. I don't know if lysell has that type of compete level. I don't. So and I haven't again I haven't seen him enough to think that, but I that's the first thing that comes to mind is Pacha's still here largely because of the skill, but also because he is highly competitive. Absolutely. 100%. I agree with that. 100%. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a big, that could be a difference. And again, I don't know. I have to watch some Lysel and and I will in Providence, but I, you know, I, I have to see that from him on every given night, like, okay, you've, you've not made the out of camp three years in a row. Like, now is the time, okay, you're going to go down to Providence and really prove that you can play in the NHL, that you're ready to play at the NHL sooner than later. Then you go down there and do that. If you go down and disappear some, or you're up and down and inconsistent, then that, that will be alarming to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I I, I saying, think okay. if he yeah if he goes down and 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 kind of pouts and doesn't have a very good year overall, I mean Providence should be pretty good. They should have a pretty good lineup we'll up and down the lineup. Yeah. So uh, he's going to get plenty of opportunity down there to to do all the right things and and have a productive season. And he needs to have a productive season to kind of mm-hmm. you know bring back that kind of uh, it factor or, you know, a little bit of buzz about him again. He's kind of lost that with, with yeah. Patra and low kind of jumping up and, and proving maybe that they're a little bit more ready than he is. So uh, he needs to kind of, you know, it's kind of put up a shut up time for him this coming season in the, in Providence <laughs> and, and to kind of see what he can do and, and hopefully keep his, you know, career path on the right tra- trajectory. Did you hear what Martian said about Patra, did you hear this? Yeah, that he was that he was much like Mitch Marner. Compared him to Mitch yeah. Marner. Wow, that's a pretty strong, bold statement. It really is. It yeah. really is. So if you had to do an eleven million dollar player, yeah, I mean, weird. if and and a guy who's you know put up you know 80, 90 points in the NHL to say that he passes and has the same, you know, kind of awareness with time and space and and right. finding the soft spots on the ice to make plays yeah. and um all that stuff uh, you know if and and Marshawn uh has practiced with Sidney Crosby, you know, he's he's seen, he's been in the league, he's seen all kinds of players. So coming yeah. from a guy like that who's himself is a is a really gifted player in the NHL, that kind of uh of uh comparison Is pretty shocking, honestly, but it also should give Bruins fans and Patra a lot of confidence to say, you know, Marshan thinks this much about me, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I am that good, you know, maybe I, maybe I am worth it and, and, and can really do it here in this league. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty remarkable, um, Comparison there by Marshall.
0: It, it, it is. I mean, it is because of how early it is in his career. Like usually, veterans don't really give rookies the time of day. Like that is like whatever. Yeah, he's yeah, he he's, looks pretty good, but he's going to show this or that or whatever. But to come out and make that kind of a bold statement uh, is something. But I I do. There's a, you know, I he's more crazy than Bergeron. You know. Oh sure. I uh, like he he made a pass below the circles uh back into the slot I think it was to Ian Mitchell that was just eyes in the back of his head uh-huh. like you know, right to the tape and Mitchell just missed like a wicked wrist shot far side low um but what a great pass and what great vision and he, he, he you're right he slows the game down like Krejci has done for several years like slow it down just a little bit more to make the pass at the last second to get a guy in good space and he's a tremendous playmaker i mean you could see why he had 79 assists i mean he's he's gifted yeah i mean that... i think he could shoot more like you've talked about on yeah. twitter like you were like you know i really like the guy to shoot more i think that's going to be something we're going to have problems with him his whole career <laughs> is because he's a playmaker who loves to pass you can tell yeah loves to set up his teammates he's going to pass up a lot of shots like crazy did yeah he it's
1: is. yeah but if but if he turns into if he turns into a feisty David Krejci, which which I think is kind of yeah. what his game is, uh yeah. you know, he's maybe a little more water bug like Marner or or, or Martian, yeah. but he's he's feisty and he's you know, he's willing to you know, he goes into the corners and battles and you know, somebody gives him a shove, he shoves him back. Like I yeah. I mean I kinda I kinda like the the compete and the feistiness he has uh yeah. With winning pucks, so yeah. it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how how that develops. But I I, I mean if he's if he's Krejci, uh, we'll we'll certainly we'll certainly certainly take that. Oh, no
0: question. No question at all. He, he really, he's, he continues to remind me of Mike Ribeiro. He does. And I know Ribeiro is a dank and a lot of off field, off ice stuff. And, and he's probably not the same sort of asshole that, that Ribeiro is, but he reminds me of him and his stature. And then, you know, Ribeiro had, you know, 800 points in the league. Yeah. Like I mean, was he was a really player. good player. He and, was, you know, he and, was, and he, he reminds me of him even in looks like it kind of yeah. reminds me of a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I think the Bruins certainly have something there, and that's they need it in a big way. So that's a big hit for Donnie in the second round, if they get the type of guy we think Potter will be. That's a big one. And then when they needed it at most. So he just des- yep. he will he will deserve a lot of credit for that. Sure. Uh, turn number three what is the obsession? What is the obsession with Derek Forbord? Or is it because He's at three million bucks. This is the last year. This is kind of like the Mike Riley, like, you know, hanging on to him for no good goddamn
1: reason. I I mean, to me, it feels like the latter there. Um, They did (laughs) did send Riley down to Providence, though. So, I mean, maybe they will shock the hell out of me and send him down. Um, yeah. maybe they, I don't know, maybe they can call it a conditioning thing. Cause he had an injury in camp or whatever, mm-hmm. and send him down yeah. here at the beginning of camp to give, maybe. you know, low and, and some other guys some time and a chance. Uh, I, I wouldn't hate that. Tell you that. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, to me, he's, he's just, the league is different now. Uh, the league is different. It's a lot more speed and skill. There's not as much, um, you know, what he brings, which I mean I don't even know if he <laughs> if he can catch guys to hit him. He's not tying guys up in front. He's not nasty in front of the net really. Uh so I don't really know offhand what it is about him uh other than being not very good right now. Uh mm-hmm. so I mean to me he's not on the team. I think he's gonna be on the team, but to me, if it was if I'm Darren Sweeney, he's not on the team. He's I'm either trying to trade him or I'm sending him down.
0: Yeah, I, I think that they're probably gonna to lean to keeping him just because he came off the injury. They're probably gonna give him a little bit more time. They do like the guy. Um I just think that, like you said, I just think that his time has passed. Like he the type of defenseman he is, I just think the wear and tear I just think he's pretty much done. He's cash. And I think he was probably decent at one point. Of course he was. He was decent at one point, but now, and he doesn't bring anything offensively. So now if he's not giving you a good PK defender, if he's not even providing that one specialty, then he is really pretty useless. I mean, Ian Mitchell at least can give you stuff offensively. He can be a Connor Clifton type. He can give you a seventh defenseman who gives you some offense and, and scares the shit out of you sometimes, but he'll make some things happen or whatever. And, you know, he might be that type of guy. And then Lowry has all sorts of potential and should be playing. So I, I just, to me, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna really piss me off when he's in the lineup opening night and he's a minus fucking two again, and I'm just like, why are we doing this? Like, why, why are we doing this when this is the year where we should be really trying to push the envelope with the kids? And it's just, it just pisses me off. It just does. You yeah, can't make i mean it eight million dollars a year.
1: Making three million. I know. Like, I just send him down. Honestly, like, I, I, I mean, I thought he. I don't think he really fits uh, into the way that Montgomery wants to play. Wants the defenseman no. to play. Uh, right. he was fine for Bruce Cassidy, uh, cause yeah. Cassidy wasn't asking his defense to jump up in the play and be an outlet mm-hmm. on the, on the breakouts and that kind of thing. He, he can't do that. He can't No, Uh, that's not yeah. his game. Uh, his game no. is, you know, around the net and penalty killing and so forth. That's not his game. So you're asking him to do something and be something that he really isn't. Uh, right. so I don't have a, you know, i God bless the guy, like, you know, great guy know yeah. by all accounts, yeah. Yeah. but he's just yeah. not a fit for the Bruins. Uh, no. So, you know, trade him somewhere else and, and give one of these other defensemen that can skate and jump up in the play and, and so forth, a chance to play there. Uh, mm-hmm. Namely Mason Leroy. But if it's not right. him, you know, a uh, third pair with Grizzlick and Shattenkirk, like you said.
0: Well, you know, and I, and I, from what I saw from Shattenkirk at times, I four board Shattenkirk pairing Gives me the Hebrew. Genius. Oh my God. It just makes me want to vomit. Like I, and Shattenkirk might be okay, but he's getting close to cash too. I mean, he's had a lot of wear and tear like those he, two guys together. Yeah. It's I, like,
1: Jesus Christ. I thought he was better as that game went on. Uh, I yeah, didn't think I mean, he was, he might be one of those guys that gets better. I didn't think knows. he was great in his first game, but that was his first game. So, you, you know, maybe you give him a pass. And then early in the, in the second game there, when he was paired with four, I thought they were awful. Uh, but right. you know, as he got to you know, occasionally skate with other people and and so forth, like I thought he 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 picked it up a little bit and he was a little bit better. I think he's definitely gonna be on the team. I mean, they just signed him this off season, so it's not yeah. like they're gonna sign but the anyway, guy and then yeah. and then send him out or anything. Um, right. But um, yeah, Fourbutch just he's not a fit for the system. He's not a fit for the the style of play they want to have. So that's why guys like Mitchell, I think, uh, you know, has shown better in the preseason is because he does he knows. Montgomery system. He played with him at, at Denver. Uh, So like he, he, he gets the way that he wants to play. And I think he fits that style of play much better than a guy like forward does.
0: Yeah. And I, and I totally agree
1: um,
0: on that. Uh, Chirp four with the bottom six
1: depth is Danton Heinen really necessary. Uh, He's not necessary. um, But I mean, he can play both wings. He's a NHL player. He's responsible defensively. He has had a few seasons where he scored over 15 goals in a season, uh, a couple times. So, um, you know, is that a bad guy to have as your extra forward that can come in? And like, if somebody gets hurt, you could play him top six, you could play him top nine. You could play him, I guess on the fourth line. Uh, I feel like he needs to play with a little bit better players to, to really make an impact. Um, but, I don't see a a problem with him having uh, having him around as an extra guy because he gives you a little bit of versatility.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I the amount of people who love Danton Heinen just just makes me ponder life sometimes. Like I, I don't, I don't. I mean, yeah, great. He's he's fine. I mean, he's fine. Um, I get it, but man. The people who talk about him like he needs to be on this team and oh great he does this and that and this and that he had no he has no contract. No, he, he has doesn't. no contract. Thirty-two teams decided that he wasn't worth signing to even a veteran minimum deal. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, okay, fine. Like he he's fine, great. But you know what? I, I again, you know, the retread, the the, the veteran guy just throw out, just, you know, put out some, some younger some younger guys with some bang. Like, you know, if, if you want to bring in Boquist and try him out, fine. Like, if you want to bring in, if you want to give Steen one last go of it, fine. Like, if you want to give poor Mark McLaughlin, trying like hell, like doing mostly the right things, still can't make the team. Like, so I don't, I you know, I, I just don't, I just don't get the enamor with with the guy. I I don't, and I, you know, he had a good year with Crosby. You know, with Pittsburgh, I'd have a good year with Crosby sitting in a chair in the fucking slot. Like, so, you know, hey, it's, um, you know, not and nothing against the guy. I think he's a decent hockey player. I think he's fine, but man, like, can we bring up some kids and try the kids? And this is the year to do it. Um, and I just don't think Danton Heinen for one last goal of it. Then you got to squeeze him in contract wise, well yeah like that's really is the, that even worth it
1: like, that's really what the that's really you know. the issue is squeezing a man contract wise and and if you can make the money work or not so it you know maybe he doesn't stick around and maybe it is a bow or a brown but i don't think you bring a kid up to be the extra four like i'm talking about him being like sitting on the ninth floor most oh, of the time on the ninth floor, so right. like if he's the so extra forward that i get you know i that's yeah. you know and you could play the wings you know so like that's the versatility i'm talking about like He's he sits right. until somebody gets hurt. Then he can come in. He can play either side. He can do a little bit of everything. He's not going to kill you defensively. Um, but you know, a guy like McLaughlin or Steen, like those guys, you know, you want them to play. So, like to me, right. like those guys, you know, they're down in Providence. If someone gets hurt, you call one of them up. But those guys, like McLaughlin right. especially, uh, you want him playing. You know, fifteen, eighteen minutes a game. You don't want him sitting right. around watching. Right. You know. So, um, that's the case that I would make for him, but, but I I'm fine if they want to give it to Boquist or somebody else, uh, Brown or whatever that, you know, if they can't make the money work, it's no skin off my back. I just, you know, he's a, he's a decent guy that I feel like could give him a little versatility if someone got hurt.
0: Yeah, Sure. Uh, all right, chip number five. Are you concerned that the Bruins have been outshot in four or five preseason games? In the one game they outshot their opponent in Buffalo, they gave up thirty-five shots and lost four to one. Uh, and they're one-two and two. Any concerns in here at all? Any any red flags?
1: Uh yeah. I mean, the main one to me, I think. Uh, is really the Washington game. Like early in the preseason, you know, you got a bunch of – you got w- War the Spoon and some of these guys, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> that, I've, that I've never heard of before. Ragula. Ryan Mast, yeah. Regula. I mean, hmm. um, Frederick Brunet was in there. Slamer. I mean, yeah. they got all these guys in there. So I can see – but then on the flip side, like what are your forwards doing? So, yeah, you have all these, you know, crap defensemen guys in or or guys who maybe aren't NHL guys, not necessarily crap defensemen, not NHL guys. Uh, Mm -hmm. But what are your, you know, what what are your forwards doing against their not NHL defensemen? You're still getting outshot by 20. Yeah. Uh, So that does make me nervous uh, that they're kind of reversing a trend where it's been the other way for them for a long time where they... Um, are really good defensively. They don't give up a lot of shots. They don't give up a lot of high danger chances. And the right. goalies know where the shots are coming from and can make the saves. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't seem to be the case this preseason. And hopefully it's no. it's not as simple as Bergeron leaves and all of a sudden the defense falls to shit. I hope it's not that. Yeah. Uh. But right. uh, it kind of makes you feel a little bit that way <laughs> yeah. watching some of these preseason games. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, Five alarm fire nervous, but you know, there's some smoke smoldering there on the corner of the, of the mm. chair and it's starting to maybe catch fire a little bit. So, mm. uh, I'm not a hundred percent nervous, but I'm a little bit nervous. Right. Well, Bergeron and, and Nocek, really,
0: they, yeah. they won a lot of the important draws, mm-hmm. you know, and that gains possession. I think possession's really part of the issue. Like, sure. They just didn't seem to have the puck as much as the other team. Like, in last year, it seemed like they always had the puck. Like,
1: well, yeah. And then they always had the puck. And they, and, they, and they turned it over. They were turning it over a lot more in the yeah, preseason. Yeah, they turned it happened. over. It's like hot potato. Yeah.
0: A lot trying to make plays that aren't there and, and so forth. And again, a lot of guys, revolving door of guys. So I'd like to see them. I'm not going to panic. With I'm going to keep an eye on this for the first six or eight games of the season. And if they're outshot in five or seven of them, then yeah. Then now I'm going to say, okay, this is an issue. And how does this, how does this uh, get rectified? Um, but I'm going I'm to take a look at the first handful of games in the regular season with their true lineup and say, okay, how many shots on net are they getting? Because last year they were getting... Jesus, just it seemed like every game they had thirty plus shots on net. Like yeah. they were just getting tons of shots and goals. And of course, they had, they won sixty five games. Yeah, it's um, it's you it's know? So it's interesting
1: to me too that they're not going to play any preseason games with their full lineup. That's, that's yeah, it's, right. It seems kind Isn't that of interesting. It seems yeah. kind of strange to me. It seems kind of yeah. like a weird way to go yeah. about it. To yeah. not have kind of that, you know comfortability or you know whatever it is where you know these are the guys I'm playing with like this is going to be my D partner I'm going to get used to this guy maybe it's because they they played so much uh together in the past some of those guys that they you know Montgomery thinks it'll be fine um but it's a kind of an odd kind of an odd thing uh to me just just a little strange like usually you see like the last preseason game almost like the last you know, spring training game in baseball. It's like the regular lineups there. Let's go. Let's, you know, let's do it. Uh, But I mean, maybe it's because there's still a few jobs up for grabs and they want to see how people respond. But um, yeah, just a little, just a little odd to me. A little odd. Yeah.
0: Especially when you're replacing, you know, two, a Hall of Famer and another Going it was it was close to Hall of Fame level, and you you're replacing those two guys. Plus, you have probably a half dozen new players in the lineup to start the year this year. Um, you know, and a lot of a lot of jobs to be had. So it is. I mean, I don't know. It, it is interesting that they wouldn't. It, it, you know, at this Ranger game here in the last regular and the last preseason game, just throw out. Okay, here's our lineup, and uh, and let's go for it. But they also want to give. Patra and Lowry, low rise some more looks and i guess that's a good sign um yeah i mean I keep, I keep them both
1: yeah uh, me too i mean they they're bringing 7d which i think is weird too yeah uh yeah. so they they're giving legs of oral a chance and they're giving mm-hmm. you know low rise a chance so they're bringing 7d which is a little odd. Maybe they'll see how some of those combinations go. Maybe they'll see how life would be without Derek forward, Never know. Maybe, uh, maybe, but then, but then it's like their top six forwards, and then like all the guys who are on the bubble. It's like yeah. Patrick Brown, Greer, yeah. Boquist, um, mm-hmm. like all those guys who are bubble guys, and then like their top six. So it's gonna be interesting to see how uh, kind of things shake out on uh, on what, when is the game Thursday, Friday.
0: Thursday, Thursday, Thursday night, yeah, Thursday, yeah. Thursday night. Thursday night. Uh, all right. So chart number six. Who should start in net for the season opener? Judging by what Swayman and Elmark have showed you this preseason,
1: uh, I think you go with Elmark. I mean, he's he's the the best the guy. He's the best in the guy. Uh, I thought he was really good in overtime, other than you know yeah. the the Phillips goal. So uh maybe it seems like his game's kind of rounding into uh into shape there a little bit. He mm-hmm. saw a lot of shots, um you know that there was some net front scrums and things like that so um you know the caps are a big team there are a lot of pucks and bodies around them there so uh I would go with him uh and and then you know i would do still do kind of you know what they've been doing where it's not a not a hundred percent clear- uh you know clear rotation but you know right. all mark gets you know a little bit more than after games. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I would probably say that that's, that's the way they'll go. Um, it's, a, it's a good luxury to have, and I think you know both guys are have been really good and well, should be really good. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do at the end of this season um, with the goaltending situation, because especially if Brandon Bussey has a really good year in Providence and, and looks really good or even comes up and spots somebody who might get hurt or whatever this year and plays well then they really have a decision to make there with Swayman and RFA and Allmark's $5 million contract and a lot more room to move him because I think his his no movement changes uh his trade list I think. Yeah. Number of teams. Yeah, changes. it opens up, yeah. So that opens uh, the door there. So that's that's an interesting uh development coming up. And then chirp seven, who is the top prospect now in the Bruins organization? Wow.
1: Um, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cop out and say that, uh, <laughs> Patra and, and low are one a and one B and you can put them, okay. you can put them however you want to put them. Uh, okay. I think they're, they're both very, very important to um, the future plans of the Bruins and, and mm-hmm. what the Bruins need. I think you always need defense. You always need big defense. You always need guys who can move the puck and can skate right. like him. Uh, so that's it. And he can play a ton of minutes. He's always played a ton of minutes his whole his whole life, you know, playing right. 30 minutes a night. A guy that can do that and respond and and be there uh, consistently is something you can't overlook. And then uh, obviously we've talked about it, uh, a shitload on this program, uh, and going back to last year and even so, uh, the mm-hmm. need for a center, the need for center depth, um, mm-hmm. when Bergeron and Krejci were hanging it up, you needed a center. We've talked about, you know, they should should go out and get, uh, Austin Matthews when he was still a free agent or, you know, Stamkos or, you know, Lindholm, you know, naming mm-hmm. off all these centers. Maybe you have the guy right here. Uh, you know, I'd still yeah. like them to add another one. I'd still like sure. them to get another guy. Uh, yeah. but but this fills a huge huge hole if he can be, you know, 75% of Mitchell Marner. Never mind Mitchell Marner. Right. Um oh, God, or yeah. David Krejci. Whatever. David Cree-
0: yeah, Uh so
1: be- so if he's if he if he's, you know, anywhere close to those guys. They hit a home run with this pick with this kid, and and have filled a big big hole uh, in their lineup for a long long time. So to me, they're both equally uh, important, uh, especially at the timing with Patra at center. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm uh, I'm gonna slide Lysel down to third. Lowry, Patra, Lysel, Mikulov, and then you know probably like. I mean, if you want to consider Bussie still a prospect at 25 years old, i throw him there or Beecher. Um, and then Harrison, probably Harrison is the sixth or seventh in there. Um, so I probably, but I, but I think Lowry right now and, and, and Patra right behind him. And then Lysell is, is kind of falling some. And, you know, hopefully he can, uh, he can recover some because if you have Patra and Lorai and, and Mukulov and Lysel next year, all NHL ready, that's, that's, that's a, that's a score. You've got four homegrown players. That are that are pretty good. That's that's a score when they really needed it. So pretty good and pretty even, inexpensive you know. as well. Yeah, and pretty inexpensive, right? And that's and with a and with a salary cap going up four million bucks or whatever, and you're going to have twenty some odd million available, and to be able to plug those guys in, that's that's pretty good. And that's huge. You can go out like you said and get another really top top tier type player, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight million dollar player or whatever to go with them. Then you're right back at it mm-hmm. so that's why again I, i'm with you let's play the kids let's play them until play the they kids. fail kids are all right let's play them yeah the kids are all right uh all right DraftKings sportsbook boston's hometown sportsbook is live right here in massachusetts bet local and all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings to celebrate All new customers will receive up to $200 in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on Moneyline spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up with the code ITR to get up to $200 in bonus bets to use. Now that mobile sports betting is live in
1: Massachusetts, that's code ITR, and it's only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you are a loved one experiencing problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helpline.ma.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24/7. 21+ physically present in mass. Eligibility restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Opt-in required. Bonus issued as free bets terms at draftkings.com/ma.
0: And we had a Bender's poll, and the poll was simply, should Matthew Patra make the opening night roster? And we had 200 votes. We had a yes and a no. And the yeses come in at 90%. 90? (laughs) 180 out of 200 people said uh, Matthew Patra should make the opening night roster.
1: Who are the the 10% of chumps that said he shouldn't make the team? 20 people said no. Probably the Leafs fans. (laughs) Probably were Leafs fans. fans.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you could watch Potter and say that, you know, I'm at least intrigued to see him make the, the, no, especially knowing he has nine games. Like he has that in his pocket. Like at least show me the nine games in real time with real NHL rosters
1: and everything. Let's, let's see it. I I mean, mean, how you wouldn't want to watch that. If all you needed to watch really was the goal he scored at the end of, in the third period, against, it was against Kuznetsov, who was a right. large NHL player, and yeah. he spun him this way and that, went yeah. to the net and scored to tie the game late. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't in a blowout. The Bruins weren't up big. Yeah. It was to tie nope. the game late against an yeah. NHL player, and he spun off his check and put, brought the puck to the net as a little guy and scored. Finished, yep. Yeah. And yeah. that's to me, and you saw it on Twitter and X or whatever yeah. the hell it's called now. Like, yeah. and it was beat writers for the team. It wasn't like Joe Blow. I mean, Joe Blow was saying it too, but it was like Fluto and Ty Anderson and yeah. Evan and Connor Ryan. And everybody was like, uh, on the team now, right? Yeah. You know, everybody like the kid yeah. made the team, I Steve, seen enough. Yeah, yeah, Steve, Steve Conroy, kids. like, yeah. yeah, he's made it. Yeah. Like everybody's yeah. like, okay. I've seen what I right. need to see the kid yeah. should, should be given a shot. Yeah. So that's really all you need to see to, to really say, yeah, I mean, he's done everything that he could possibly do to, uh, to force Don Sweeney's hand and, and, and make this team. Yeah.
0: To me it was, it was the goal. And then the, and then the block shot and really gutting out like a 42nd shift on a bad leg, like trying to, trying to just, you know, make it happen on the PK or whatever. Um, those are the two things that really stood out to me Is okay, this, this kid competes and he scores that type of goal. Like, um, that was, that was really good stuff. And I think that again, that he should be on the opening night roster. Uh, and before we get to the week ahead, what did you uh, think of Trevor
1: Kuntar? I thought Trevor Kuntar was actually pretty good. I I liked his game. I thought he was feisty which has been kind of the uh, the mo on him I think thought he was in and around the net I thought he was he brought pucks to the net I thought he got a little more comfortable too as the as the game and, and the camp has gone along like okay I can I can do this I could play with NHL guys he he kind of possessed the puck more held on to a little bit more tried to make some plays and and uh, I was I was I didn't notice him a lot early in camp but as as camp went along, and in some of the uh, the Washington game there, he he showed some flashes to me that were encouraging. So uh, I mean, he certainly should be uh, in the AHL, but but I thought he he showed himself well, and you know that could be a guy that you could see you know crack the lineup as a as a bottom six guy, you know, in the next couple of years for sure.
0: Yes. To me, I I think he's what Steen should be. Like he's, he's like, he's, he's gritty. He gets to the areas he, he got in people's faces, like after whistles, like he, he just, he, he plays kind of, he's like a fire hydrant. He, Mm -hmm. He plays kind of a, you know, not really super heavy, but just sort of one of those, you know, grinding type games and, uh, kind of guy that's going to wear on you and stuff i think he's as he gets confidence and gets even more mature i think you know he could really bring like a really good value to a bottom 6 in the nhl and i you know i'm i'm looking forward to seeing him play in providence too and providence should have a pretty good team like they should have some yeah some guys on that team who can play and and it should be a pretty fun watch down there this year for them they had a good season last year mm-hmm. uh kind of kind of ended uh, abruptly and, and not the way they w- would like too but i think this year i think they could have you know a really really good really really good team down there um all right week ahead and it's one last preseason game and that's uh, october the 5th on thursday night at the rangers that'll be the last exhibition game for the bruins and opening night will be october the 11th uh and that's when we will have our next episode i think we should do a youtube live after the game what do you think Sure, let's do it. Yeah, let's do that. We'll do our next episode as YouTube Live right after the conclusion of the season opener. Um and until then, uh thanks for listening and we will see talk to everybody again next week. Go
1: Bruins. Thanks a lot. Mm, bye bye.